0: Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're connecting with Dr. Charity Byers and Dr. John Walker to talk about their book, Unhindered, Aligning the Story of Your Heart. They truly have a desire to help Christian leaders live well, lead well, and finish well. Make sure to lean in and get as much as you can from this great conversation. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another Avail live call webinar. We are just getting started. We are in a live call webinar with Avail Leadership where every month we come with new resources. We come with new leadership resources that will equip you and that will empower you and that will help you in the art of leadership. We never disappoint here at Avail Leadership, so we are encouraged because we know that a lot of people are getting connected right now. We are honored that you would take time out of your busy schedule to connect with us here today. Uh, As we allow a couple of minutes for more people to get connected, I can see that people are already getting on this live call webinar. Uh, uh, It would be amazing to know uh, your first name and where you're connecting from. We always do this on our avail live calls because we love to know where people are connecting from. So in my case, I would put Virgil from Sunrise, Florida. I'm in sun, I'm in South Florida. I see Stephanie from Phoenix, Arizona is chiming in. So we want to know whether it's a state here in Florida or whether it's another city and country. Uh, we got we have Rob from Destin, Florida. Welcome, Rob. This is awesome. We love to connect with leaders. We have uh, Karen from Aurora, Illinois. Uh, Aloha from Oahu. Somebody's there from Hawaii. This is great. Let me see who else I see on the chat here. Uh, uh, I think that's... That's uh, Manon. Uh, We have Walter from Pennsylvania. Amazing. Uh, Welcome, everybody. No matter what time it is on your side of the world, your neck of the woods, we are here at another Avail Live Call webinar. Everybody who's connecting right now is typing in the chat first name and where they're from. We love the diversity of everybody who connects with us. Uh, While you guys are typing in the chat, let me just say that I know many of you are very interested in Dr. Charity Byers and Dr. John Walker's new book, Unhindered, which is the heart of today's live call webinar. This new book is an amazing book. We're going to talk a lot about it today, and we're also going to talk about how you're going to be able to get this book for free, as always, out of their Leadership. We wanna put resources in your hands and we love you so much that we will give it to you. Uh, everybody welcome to our live webinar with authors, Dr. Dr. Charity Byers and Dr. John Walker and their book, Unhindered. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the Avail Leadership media host and I love being part of Avail Leadership and I love being a part of these live calls because I love connecting with other leaders from around the states and around the world. Um, our heart here at Avail Leadership is to produce and 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 provide resources, content, whether that's books like what we're going to talk about today, uh, the Avail Journal, uh, online videos, all kinds of resources for leaders to be equipped and empowered in the art of leadership. We want to produce practical, relevant resources to help you be a better leader. So today, uh, we're about to start officially this time with uh, authors, Dr. Charity Byers and Dr. John Walker regarding their book, Unhindered, Aligning the Story of Your Heart. Uh, We're excited because today we're going to be able to offer this book to each and every one of you for free. Uh, So let me just go ahead and introduce a little bit our a uh, special guest of honor today, Dr. Byers. Dr. Charity Byers is a licensed psychologist who provides counseling services to pastors, missionaries, and other Christian leaders. She is the daughter of Dr. John and Deanna Walker, who loves partnering with them in the mission to help all leaders live well, lead well, and finish well. And Dr. Charity is accompanied by her father, Dr. John Walker, who is the founder of Blessing Ranch Ministries, a licensed psychologist and an ordained pastor. He provides counseling services uh, to pastors, missionaries, and other Christian leaders. And since founding Blessing Ranch Ministries, he's served over 4,000 pastors, missionaries, and other leaders, and is a sought-after church leadership consultant. And we are honored to have both of you, uh, Dr. Charity, Dr. John, to have you here as our guest today to talk about your new book, Unhindered. How are you guys feeling? Let me start off. Dr. John, how are you feeling to be here on this live call webinar?
1: Well, first, I mean, how could I not be excited? I mean, this is really cool to be able to be with you and then all of our guests from all around the country. So a very exciting day for us because this is really the realization of a pretty strong push. to try ourselves to be able to get some of our resources into the hands of more people. So great day, really jazzed. So to be here. We're
0: excited about that. Dr. Sherty, how are you feeling for this webinar today?
2: I echo all he said. It's an exciting day. We're really honored to be with you guys and just appreciate getting to to share this with everybody on the call and beyond today. <laughs>
0: So good. So I want to tell everybody who's connected, all of you who are on the call, whether you're on our live call, Zoom chat, or whether you're connecting live on Facebook right now. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to spend some time hearing a little bit uh, from both Dr. Charity and Dr. John about their story about this book. We are going to give the link uh, in a little bit, a little bit later on how you can get this book for free, and we'll also have an opportunity for those of you who want to chime in with some questions regarding uh, the heart of this book and uh, the experience that that both Dr. John Walker and Dr. Charity Byers have. Uh, you're gonna be able to uh, use the Q&A uh, tab on the Zoom call to put in any of those questions. We hope to be able to get to most of those questions throughout this talk. So why don't we start off um, with the story? Um, I, think, I think it would be a, a, a benefit for us to hear. I, I've, I've loved hearing about this story. And I know Dr. John, it starts with a calling that God placed on your heart many, many years ago. And I know that that calling has now transferred uh, into the hands of Dr. Charity, your daughter, can you tell us a story, um, John, about how this all started?
1: Sure. Um, I guess le- le- let me start with the present and then I'll roll back. And let me say it was a great day three years ago when I fired myself as the uh, head of Blessing Ranch and made Dr. Charity the head. So <laughs> it, it's it's pretty fun when you're a dad to see your daughter grow up and mature and experience a call of God herself. Uh, so that, that's pretty fine. Well, if we go back to 1991, um, and I'll, I'll try to make this brief, but it is relevant because in 1991, God asked me to create a Christian leader resource and renewal center. And, and it was a pretty dramatic calling. Maybe that's another call. We could talk about it. <laughs> Sometime without taking all of our time now, but it was a pretty dramatic call. And the, the precise language was, uh, we were gonna buy a family ranch down in Texas. And, and the Lord said, John, don't, don't buy a family ranch. I need you to build a Christian leader resource and renewal center. And so that call came in 91, took us about a year to disengage from our life in Houston, Texas. Uh, to buy the property in Colorado and um, build a whole facility. So that started in 96. And the history of Blessed Ranch has been that we've been very heavy on the renewal side. So we run an intensive program. Uh, we have uh, two leaders for me and two leaders for charity come in with their spouse or family, and we split our time in half with them. And that's really where the content... Of, of the book Unhindered began to unfold. Why today is so exciting for us is because now this really not only functions as the launch of the book, but it also functions as really the launch of this second phase of the, bl- uh, the ministry of blessing Ranch to be a Christian leader, yes, renewal, but also resource center so we're we're just excited to see the culmination of that over the last two and a half decades
0: that is that is so great. I think that I think this is going to really um, catch a lot of leaders' attention, especially pastors, church leaders, um, a little bit about just that that calling that that ministry, the blessing range. Um, Dr. Charity, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the book about unhindered? You know, th- this book it's it's hot off the press, unhindered, aligning the story of your heart. How does this come into play? And what do you think? How can you share with us the story behind this book?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, I'll just begin by picking up where uh, John left off a little bit, talking about that original call uh, to create a resource and renewal center. And as he kind of said here, we've been very heavy on the side of renewal and a little bit lighter on the side of resource. And I think that as we are moving into the future of this ministry, one of the things we really want to do is to continue to uh, respond to that original call and create resource and that's what this book is all about being able to take what has happened in the counseling room between us and you know leaders one on one for the last 25 years years and try to put that into a book to try to capture the heart of what happens through our ministry. And so what you find in this book is actually a process that leads your heart through change. And so we've tried our very best to capture, you know, what we've seen make a difference, a lasting difference in people's lives and sort of give that some language and put that into a process that people, you know, can, can grab hold of. And it can become just a way of taking what we've been doing for 25 years and putting it into the hands of people in their own living rooms. And we're just excited about that very much.
0: So good. That's, yeah. that's so good. I'm sorry, were you going to say something else?
2: I'll just add to, add to that just a little bit to say that, you know, my dad, John, started working on a manuscript for a book about 15 years ago. And, you know, he got a first draft done, and then because there was so much going on in the life of the ministry at the time, it never got published. But about three years ago, we picked that project back up and began to, you know, revise that manuscript from its early beginnings, and that's what we have today. So it's actually pretty fun to see the work he began years ago now come into full fruition in 2020.
0: I imagine that is—it's uh, so satisfying. Uh, on the one hand, John, for you to see what so many years of what you've been praying for and hoping for, kind of now be in hand—not only in your hands, but be able to put it in other people's hands—and of course, charity being a part of that, you know, carrying on the legacy of—we want to keep helping leaders. I think this is a spe- I think this is a special and a specific call that God's placed on your hearts to, to help leaders. In this case, you know, pastors, missionaries, Christian leaders, not only uh, live well, but to lead well. And I love the last part, to finish well. I want to get into a little bit about um, just the, the some of the topics that are in the book. Um, one of the things that you talk about in the book is uh, sore spots, right? What are some of the sore spots that you've seen affect leaders specifically. And then do you find that many of these go unnoticed or maybe unacknowledged? Because as leaders, I think in the journey, this is what you guys help people for because they run into these sore spots.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think there are, you know, sore spots in each and every one of us, but there are a few things, few things that we just see very commonly in leaders. And I can talk about a couple of those and then John can, you know, add to this if you'd like to. But I think one of those that I'd start with is just to talk about a sore spot of inadequacy Mm -hmm. and you know for for those of you who may not know what a sore spot is yet if you haven't read the book um, a sore spot is just this place of pain that has made a home in our heart and it's the product of our lived life experiences and it becomes this very influential part of our heart that has this sort of unnoticed impact in everything that we do it becomes this filter that sort of uh, filters out everything that's coming in, all the input, all the experiences, and it tells us how to see things and how to feel and what to think. And so we talk about six primary sore spots in the book. So back to you know what I was beginning to say there about inadequacy, that's one of the common sore spots that we see show up in leaders all the time. And I think where it, it shows up is kind of in pastors or leaders who have what we call a performance orientation. You know, it's it's the the people who feel like they're only as good as their last performance. And so you see them kind of living life, um, just sort of chasing after the next, the bigger, better, the greater. That leaves them feeling one more hit of affirmation or of value or of success. And so, you know, on one hand, this creates a lot of really successful people who are really driven and who get a lot done. But the shadow side of that is that, again, they're only as good as their last performance. Mm. I think another one that we see a lot would be shame. Um, And it just really hits leaders hard because of the positions that they're in. So when leaders take a fall, it's a really long way to the ground, right? Mm. They they tend to feel uh, all eyes on them. And there's just no permission to make a mistake in leadership. And so, I think with those higher expectations, oftentimes comes greater shame when a mistake happens. And so, you know, it can be really a difficult thing for leaders to recover after they've, you know, made a a public mistake or a misstep and to really uh, get beyond the shame um, that might have been historic in their life far, you know, before that public, you know, mistake. And then I think the last thing I would acknowledge for leaders that we see a ton is just the way that another sore spot of feeling unvalued can get triggered so often in leadership. We all know that it really can be a thankless job. You know, mm. most people just don't even realize, um, you know, really what it takes to carry that weight of leadership all the time. A lot of people just don't quite understand the level of sacrifice that leadership takes. And so we often find a lot of leaders who just have that sore spot triggered over and, mm. over and over because of the loneliness of leadership. So those are a few things that I think we see probably pretty commonly um, in leaders. And I think maybe to the second half of your question, which was, you know, do we, do we see those sore spots all the time? Do we recognize them or do they go unnoticed? You know, the tricky thing about sore spots is that sometimes we don't even know what we're looking for. So, you know, what we ha- what we're able to see as we look at our own lives is often the outside. We're able to see sort of the symptomology, if you will, what's not Mm -hmm. going well in our relationships or in our leadership or emotionally or even spiritually. We can name it and say, you know, I have conflict in my relationship or, um, you know, people aren't responding to my leadership. And so we can see the outside, but sometimes it's really hard to connect those dots back to the inside, which is where change happens. And so... I think because of that, a lot of times leaders just don't know what to be looking for. So they don't know how to ask the right questions of their own hearts to get at the sore spots down at the roots. So it's just this tricky thing where until you know what you're looking for, they often do tend to go unnoticed.
0: That's great. Would you add anything, John?
1: Yeah, I I think one of the things that that I would add is, so what's the relevancy of, of like knowing your sore spot? And doing mm. something about it. The thing about sore spots is they tend to over interpret situations or put the wrong spin on it. Mm. So, you know, let's just say, uh, charity's example of inadequacy is one of the sore spots. Mm. If that resides in your heart as a sore spot, that's like the lens you see everything through. And so it really colors your interpretation. So... A person like that, a leader like that, often has something to prove. Mm. And, 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 and so, you know, if you're going through life or you're going through your work or your ministry with something to prove, that's going to set a whole cascade of problems up because it always winds up being about you then and not necessarily what you're trying to do. Um, and, and, and so it's really important to be able to understand the function of the sore spots within your heart and how they really are incredibly relevant often for taking the next step up in leadership or growth.
0: This is so good. I have something that kind of came up kind of off script that I want to ask both of you, but before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Mona Lisa from California, John from Kenya. It's great to have you on. We got Carolyn from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, we have Ramona from Pennsylvania. Uh, we have Jenny. Um, it's, I, I'm so excited to see all the people that are connected right now. I want to remind everybody, if you have any questions you want to bring up throughout this uh, webinar for Dr. Charity Buyers or Dr. John Walker, you can write them in the chat. I see Benny from Orlando is also connected. Okay, so I want to ask a question um, just because I, I, I'm, I'm a pastor and, and I'm, I'm putting myself in the position. Uh, of somebody who's maybe a pastor's needing help. Do you all, do you guys find that Christian leaders, pastors, missionaries, sometimes have trouble asking for help? Because it seems to me like sometimes there's a feeling of, I feel bad that, that I should have my life together and I should have all the answers, but now, you know, I feel ashamed to seek out help. Is that something you've run into?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to try, take a at
2: that? Absolutely, all the time. You know, there is this sort of expectation that, that leaders feel upon themselves, as, you, as you've said, to have all the answers, have it all together, and never have a bad day. And so mm-hmm. it is kind of a shameful thing to say, you know, I just, can't, I just can't figure this out on my own. And so, you know, I think for a lot of them, they've got to, you know, sort of get over themselves, if you will, put their pride aside <laughs> and just recognize <laughs> that it's not a sign of weakness and it's not a sign of failure. It's actually a sign of courage to ask for help and actually to um, go deep into your own work in your own heart.
1: Yeah, that's good. John, what would you add? Well, you know, it's very much what Charity said is there's a whole, um, you know, list of expectations that people have of their leader, wherever that leader is. And, and one of them, uh, and 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 it's almost funny because we would never verbally say this, but you don't get to be human if you're my leader, right. you do not get to be human um, uh. you don't get to have a problem, you don't get to make a mistake kind of like charity was saying and and a, and particularly if you're a pastor, you don't get to have a question because mm-hmm. you have all the answers, so you don't get right. to ask and 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 so the 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 pressure. And the weight of leadership, again, whether that's in business or whether that's in the church, really gets pretty tough to bear year after year. And, of course, that's kind of what we've seen in COVID this year is the weakest link tends to come out.
0: Wow. You know, somebody, now that you mentioned that, uh, Walter Mitchum just wrote a question. Does leading through COVID cause a magnification of any of these Listed sore spots. I mean, you kind of alluded to it now.
1: Terry, do you want to take a stab at that one again and then I'll jump in?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, as many people have been saying through COVID, it's not as if it created a lot of these things, but it sure does magnify them. Mm. Like takes the magnifying glass and it shines it right upon our sore spots. And if you think about leadership just for a moment, uh, maybe come back to the the. Uh, discussion we had a moment ago about sore spots and let's take the inadequacy as an example. And now imagine the events of 2020 in light of that. So here's a leader who has been stripped, you know, all, all the systems that have been known, everything that they've known how to do to get it right and have a win. It's all been taken away. And so now they're living in this place of saying, I don't know what to do. And I don't have any way of measuring if Um, what I'm doing is working or enough or good. And so it is magnifying that inner turmoil of inadequacy where you're just now constantly for this, you know, (laughs) person now living in this constant state of, I don't know if what I'm doing is enough. And so it really does magnify that, shine a light on it. And it just, as as he said, it kind of brings out the weakest link in us. So that can be true of any of, of the sore spots, not just inadequacy, of course.
0: So good. So I want to mention to everybody who's connected right now, there might be a few who have connected in the last couple of minutes. If you haven't done so, make sure you put your first name, where you're connected from in our zoom live webinar chat, or if you're watching on Facebook live right now, you can do the same thing. We are with Dr. Charity Byers and Dr. John Walker talking about their new book, unhindered aligning the story of your heart. Here's my next question in reference to some, some, something that's in the book. Um, can you explain the concept of little t truths and small s strategies. And how do these factor in the way leaders operate and interact within their teams? Charity, can you talk to us a little bit about little t truths, small s strategies?
2: Well, I'll begin to answer that just by acknowledging again the sore spots because what you'll discover in this book is an entire model that sort of builds upon itself. And so you've got to understand sore spots before you can understand little t, truth, and small s strategies. So again, sore spots are these places where pain has made a home in our hearts. And like we referenced earlier, they become this filter that sort of influences everything else that flows out of your heart. And so a couple of those things are little t, truth, and small s strategies. So little t truth, we describe this as kind of the truths that we have learned experientially through our lives. So we've, uh, you know, we we've lived something, we've seen something, someone has told us something, and it creates a, a, a reality for us, a truth for us. But we specifically call it little t truth because it doesn't always line up with God's truth. Now, if we get lucky, it might. If we have, you know, experienced something in our family of origin that reinforced maybe the concept of grace, like God shows us, well, then we get lucky, and our little t truth, our experiential truth, actually matches the truth of God. Right. Often, we're not quite so lucky, and we have an experiential truth that is in competition with God's truth. And so, little t truths are again are these these systems of thinking that show up in our everyday lives. It's the way we interpret and understand and draw conclusions about the meaning of things around us. And so we tend to find very common little t truths showing up in our lives over and over and over because they're being influenced, over-influenced by our source spot. Now, small s mm. have a very close relationship with little t truth. They are the strategies that we have developed to adapt to our little T truths. So if we believe that something is true because of our lived experiences, we're gonna figure out a way to be okay with that in life. What do we do because that's true? How do we respond in light of what we feel is true? So maybe to give a quick example to help illustrate that, again, if I use keep sticking with the same example of a sore spot of inadequacy, you know, what is that going to cause me to think and assume and understand as I go through everyday life? Well, you know, Virgil, if you and I are having a conversation one day and you kind of seem a little bit disengaged or a little bit distracted in our conversation, well, guess what that's going to mean to me? My little t-truth is going to be, you just don't like me. Like mm-hmm. I have nothing valuable to say. And that's going to be filtered by my sore spot. And then what's my little s strategy going to be? Well, probably just not, not call you up to talk again because that didn't feel good. You know, I'm gonna disengage from the places where I don't feel wanted or valued or enough. So I'm probably not gonna follow up and pursue that relationship because clearly you don't like me or clearly you don't think enough of me. So these become repeated patterns in our life. Our little S strategies, they can be things like uh, disengage, hide, uh, wear a mask, uh, self-medicate, it can be a number of things that just compensate for the reality of those little tea truths and ultimately the pain of the sore spot that's inside of us.
0: This is great. This is really important for all of us leaders to hear. And I have another qu- question that I wanna to direct t- towards you, John, but before I do so, I wanna acknowledge uh, um, Rob in the chat wrote so good exclamation uh, point. We also have Elise from Crawfordsville, Indiana saying she's connected. We have Ava from from Orangeburg, South Carolina, Monica from Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, uh, We have here PO from Bronx, New York. Uh, uh, Charity, John, we have some great people connected right now. Here's a question, John, I want to direct it towards you. Uh, And it's kind of connected to to a question that Benny wrote here in the Q&A. The question is, why do you think so many leaders fail to prioritize the health of their hearts and are there any cultural um, or societal pressures that contribute to this neglect? And Benny, on the Q and A chat here, he he asked if you see if seeking help varies like from culture to culture. For example, you know the Latino culture, you know, or you know, other different cultures that we might find even in in the states. What would you say, John?
1: Okay, help me out with the first part of the question again.
0: So the first the first part is why do you think so many leaders fail to prioritize the health of their hearts? You know, we might think about the health of the organization. You know or even physically, but but the health of the heart sometimes leaders don't prioritize that. Why do you yeah,
1: think it, it? It, um, let's just first acknowledge that that's true, it, it doesn't get prioritized for the most part, mm-hmm. even though I think most leaders would verbally ascend to the fact that, yeah, it would be a really good idea if I paid attention to my heart, mm-hmm. um, but the real emphasis and again business or <clears throat> ministry often is production you know getting the job done and right. getting the outcome and and here's the, the the part that gets overlooked they don't link how closely related the contents of their hearts are to outcomes right And so they just assume that either you can work hard enough or have enough skills and not ever have to rely on the content of your heart. Yet who's not going to acknowledge, for example, the importance of character, Mm -hmm. whether, again, it's the church or whether it's business, you know, character matters. Well, character is not just a skill. Character is a product of a healthy heart. And so uh, why don't leaders pay attention? I think primarily it's because their emphasis on, on productivity and they fail to understand the relationship between heart and outcomes.
0: That is so good. Uh, Charity, is there anything you want to add to that?
2: Well, I'll share just another piece of this. Just because I've found a, a, a quote that my dad said to me years ago, really pivotal for a lot of leaders as I've sat in the counseling room with them. And it relates to this question of why don't they prioritize their hearts? And I think we touched briefly on this earlier, the, the concept that it just feels selfish to a lot of leaders and, uh, you know, again, that there's cultural influences there, family of origin influences, all kinds of things that kind of mm. create this notion that it's just selfish. There's too much to do. You know, mm. you need to be pouring out, not pouring in. Right. So one of the things that my dad said to me years ago that kind of shaped my perspective forever was this. He said, if self is the center of your life, then self-care is selfish, but if Christ mm-hmm. is the center of your life, then self-care is good stewardship. <laughs> and that perspective is, is just game-changing to begin to think about it that way. And so when we're faced with, you know, the, the, the true need for, you know, caring about outcomes and productivity and all of that, it helps us just not lose sight of that, that priority that also matters to just be stewarding our hearts.
0: I love it. I love that. I love that quote. <laughs> if 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 your if the, yourself is the center of your universe, then self-care is selfishness. But if Christ is the center of the universe, then self-care is good stewardship. Man, drop the mic. Drop the mic. Everybody write drop the mic in the chat, please, in the Zoom chat. <laughs> drop the mic. That was a, that was a that line will be my line of the day and I will share it with some <laughs> some great leaders. I love this. I think that I think that leaders and I include myself. We're so often driven towards learning about leadership, 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 which is not a bad thing. But but when we don't balance it out with being healthy, right? Because you can be a leader, but if you're not if you're not healthy, this affects everything. And this is the heart of the ministry that God has placed in your lives. It's the reason um, about this book. Let, let's talk about the book um, uh, Charity in your own words. What does it mean to live an unhindered life? Can you unpack the concept? Because the title of the book, which just catches my attention, Unhindered, Aligning the Story of Your Heart. What what does unhindered mean?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, the concept of unhindered is coming right out of Hebrews 12.1. It's the scripture that says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance the race marked out for us yeah and so we really have to pay attention to the 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 wording there in the middle of that scripture where it says that there are two things we have to throw off it's not just the sin it says we have to throw off everything that hinders mm-hmm. and Often we just get focused on the sin part like, stop doing this, start doing that, and we'll be mm-hmm. fine. But failing to recognize that you know what is in our hearts is what can hinder us, it may not be sin, right? We may not call shame a sin or a, a feeling inadequate a sin per se, um, but but these are hindrances within our hearts. So, the concept of living an unhindered life is really about partnering with God. To heal and restore our hearts from the ways that they have been wounded or um, imperfectly taught little t truths and small s strategies and all of those various things in our lives so that. You know, those things stop getting the unwanted influence as we go forward so that we're able to just partner with God and follow after the way that he says to live and the things he says to do. It's just not as easy as it it sounds sometimes when you've got these competing influences in your heart that tell you to do something differently than that. And so unhindering again is the process of partnering with God to heal and restore the heart in the ways that it takes to really live, live freely and lightly as Matthew 11 says. So I think, um, you know, it also reminds me of, you know, the scripture in John 16, where it says that, you know, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So living an unhindered life isn't creating this false perception here that everything's going to be smooth sailing. It's not about, you know, our external circumstances at all. It may help us do a little bit that, that creates better outcomes, but really, it's about having hearts that can have peace, that can have joy, that can have hope in the midst of things that are really still challenging or dark or or difficult in the lives that we live.
0: So good, I love th- I love this topic because I love leaders and I love pastors and missionaries and, and I love the idea of healthy leaders and healthy churches and healthy organizations and ministries. But, the, but I know the reality is that sometimes that health isn't there. John, can, can, can I throw something in your direction? And, and obviously you guys Give can it. chime in. Um, what's been one challenging thing about leading others into health while maintaining the health of your own heart? You know, how do you maintain that balance while you're caring for other people? Because I think some of the leaders that are connected right now are thinking that same thing.
1: Yeah, I think the way I would respond to that is to say, well, I'm not sure I chose to pay attention to my heart as I was paying attention to everybody else's heart. I think the way it worked was, um, yes, God called me to a very special and unique ministry and then he said, and there's a few things we're going to have to clean up in your life. And there's a few things we're going to have to fix in your life. And there's a few things we're having to, to overcome. Now, if you'll walk with me and work with me, I'll show you how to do that. And I'll, I'll also teach you some concepts about how hearts work and, 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 and how we change at a heart level. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. Um, I don't think most of us pay attention to that first part, like above all else. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we rewrite it, so to speak. I mean, I'm being <laughs> facetious here, of course. <laughs> we we re- rewrite it and we say, well, you know, I suppose it would be okay every once in a while to pay attention to our hearts a little bit. Actually, everybody tells me I'm supposed to, so I might as well. But that's not what it says. What it says is above all else, guard your heart because it is the wellspring of life. So we have let all sorts of things into our hearts that we don't realize we've let into our hearts because we've just lived our life. It's what Charity was talking about earlier. and And so when we do that and we're not paying attention to our own hearts, we then can wind up compromising something within our leadership or ministry. Because that sore spot misinterprets, overinterprets. There's some other terms we won't worry about right now in there that wind up affecting just how we perceive and what we do. And, and and it just reminds me, I'll try to do this real fast. It just reminds me of an article in the Harvard Business Journal a while back that it was about um, emotional intelligence. You know, that's been the rage of everything, you know, mm-hmm. from IQ to EQ and mm-hmm. a few of the other cues that have come along since then. <laughs> and it was interesting research because basically this is what the article said. We have learned so much about emotional intelligence, we can actually quantify it and teach it. And so we used to have two groups of people, the emotionally intelligent and the emotionally unintelligent. He said, now we have three groups of people. So still the first two, but now what we have, because so much information has been disseminated on how to be emotionally intelligent, that people can act like they're emotionally intelligent without being emotionally intelligent. Wow. Well, the same thing happens with our hearts. You know, take leadership. Uh, I'm, I'm all for leadership training. Fantastic. You know, those skills are so helpful and so good. Hmm. But if you don't have the heart to support the leadership skills, something is always going to run amiss and run a foul. And so I, I I think what the Lord did with me was said, all right, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone, John. You know, we're going to fix a lot of stuff that was in your life and I'll teach you a model of how to do that. And then it's going to be your job to help teach others how to do that.
0: That's, that's huge. You know, um, kind of in connection with what you just talked about in, this, in this, this question that I just asked and Charity, maybe you could chime in here. Rob wrote in, he says, how can staff pastors communicate up their needs for help Without coming across as needy or weak, um, uh, breaking through that trust barrier sometimes is tough. I guess you know, like if you're a staff pastor, maybe you, you have you know you kind of have to communicate upwards to the lead pastor or or the founder or whoever it is, and saying, "Hey, I need help." Um, w- w- do you have any advice for that kind of situation, or even a staff a staff on the ch- church staff or leadership, kind of communicating up to their supervisors? Hey, I need help. How, how do they do that without coming off or feeling this is weak or I shouldn't need this?
2: Well, I think I would just begin there with checking your own internal narratives about that. You know, if, if you're not convinced yet that it's not weak or it's not needy, well, there's no way to not feel that when you try to communicate up. So, first, just, just good to say about paying attention to your own internal narrative and making sure, you know, you've got, you know, your truth straight there about what, you know, back to our quote that self-care is good stewardship. So, you know, it begins there. And then, um, you know, it can be tough if our leaders above us don't maybe hold the same values of of caring well for their staff or if their eyes are just so fixed on outcomes that it seems like a waste of time or slowing down to, you know, take care of ourselves. Well, I think the best thing we can do is just invite some conversation about values. You know, talk about our values of soul care and heart and maybe just begin with an open dialogue about where they come from and how they see it and why they think that and maybe be able to share just a little bit of your perspectives on that. Maybe be able to create a little bit of common understanding and maybe a little bit of buy-in Um, Before even approaching the, the conversation about here's what I need or here's what I'm asking for from you, but just again to get on the same page if you can a little bit, through some open dialogue about that value. So I think the last thing I'll add and then let John weigh in, but I would just say you know it does take some boldness from us, I know it can be scary. To, you know, sit down sometimes with a leader who you think is not going to understand or, you know, is going to brush off what feels like a really important need of the moment. So it takes some courage uh, to be able to do that. And just want to encourage everybody here and everybody listening to, you know, lean into that courage, even when the circumstances might tell you this is going to be a dead end or, you know, this is pointless, but to go ahead and just courageously invite that conversation um, because you just never know the power of good communication sometimes. And if you can really show your heart in a vulnerable way, sometimes even the leaders who you think won't get it at all might be able to see things from a different lens.
0: So good. John, do you want to add anything to that?
1: You know, uh, obviously there's a thousand different situations and a thousand different approaches because all the situations are different. I'm, 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 I know there are some senior leaders That, you know, productivity is just everything, and they don't want to hear about anything else. (laughs) I really do think, though, that's the minority. Mm. I think the vast majority would hold how well you are doing as a staff person as a fairly high value. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we've been seeing churches invest in their staffs for, you know— 25 years now by sending them to Blessing Ranch. Um, and, and I think the conversation has evolved in the last 25 or 30 years, because really 25 or 30 years, nobody was talking about pastor health.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it was just all assumed. Well, I think with the, the, the creation of the movement of pastor care, yeah, pastoral care, pastor, pastor care. care, yeah, pastor care. Um, I, I think there's really started a whole new dialogue in this country and 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 even globally that how you are doing as my pastor actually matters, mm. and and that yes, you will find those that some point say I, I don't want to hear it. You've got a job to do; just get it done you know, end of conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's sad, but I would follow a lot of what charity said about, you know, well, first check your own heart, make sure you're good and make sure you're coming from a, a healthy spot and you're not, you know, through little T and small less self-sabotaging before you've even had a conversation and then be able to have some open, honest dialogue and, um, because I think it's, it's pretty hard to argue against healthy pastors and healthy leaders tend to lead in a healthier way and come up with healthier outcomes. Now, there's exceptions to that. But I think it's pretty hard to really argue against the premise. Health leads to health. Yeah,
0: that's so good. It's interesting because uh, an anonymous attendee also put in a question uh, about, you know, going through a long journey of healing as well um, uh, in his or her journey. And then put that, you know, sometimes as leaders, we have leaders ab- above us. Um, anonymous attendee put, you know, what advice do you give for the- to those who have leaders above them who have these sore spots that are sticking out like a sore thumb, right? This is kind of the opposite view, right? One one part is the lead leader seeing the need that their staff and leaders have, but then it's maybe maybe uh, those who are leading up or those who are you know under the lead leader who notice, wow, our pastor or our lead leader needs help. I'm sure this is something you guys might come across as well. Sure, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I wanna I wanna take advantage right now. And I want to share with everybody that we have some great news. Um, Just like the gospel is good news, we have some good news here on the Avail Leadership live webinar with Dr. Charity Byers, Dr. John Walker. And the good news is that everybody on this chat, everybody on this call, you can get this book today for free. Uh, Our team is going to put this offer on the chat. Boom, I see it on the chat already. Uh, If you're on the live chat, You can click on that link. If you're on our live Facebook, you'll probably be getting that in a little bit as well. Uh, You can get the book Unhindered, Aligning the Story of Your Heart. Uh, There's... There's uh, over 30 years of ministry experience. Um, not only uh, is Dr. John um, a clinical psychologist, but he's also an ordained pastor. And Charity has followed suit in her father's footsteps as well as a uh, as a professional in the area of psychology and a heart for ministry, a heart for leaders. This book is going to be a blessing in your hands. In fact, if you're in the chat right now, I'd like you to tap, I'd like you to uh, type in, I'm ready for my book. I want you to type in, I'm ready for my book. And I want you to click, uh, put an emoji. If you have a favorite emoji, a happy face or a high five, um, click on that link. You can get this book today for free unhindered, but I want to add one thing. And then Charity, I have a question for you. I want to add one thing. The book is awesome, but I think that it would be a good idea. In fact, it would probably be the best idea if you upgrade to our masterclass bundle, which includes Unhindered the Book. It includes the study guide that goes along with it. And it also includes a nine video masterclass that is gonna help you uh, unhindering your life and aligning the story of your heart to what God wants to write in your life what he wants to write as your story. So again, you can go for the for the free book, but it's a no-brainer to upgrade to the masterclass bundle. Where you're going to get the book, you're going to get the uh study guide which is beautiful, and you're also going to get access to the nine video masterclass bundle. We'll turn into 10 videos once we get this up there as well. Um Everybody who's on the chat is going to that right now. I'm seeing, I'm seeing people type in, I'm ready for my book. I'm seeing some good emojis. Um, Dr. Charity, I, I want you to just kind of mention here, why is Unhindered? Why is this book so important in a time like now, 2020? And we've, we've alluded to it and talked about it, but, but why would you say that Unhindered is so important today in these times? Yeah.
2: Well, you know, of course, when we started writing this book, I had no idea what was gonna be going on in our world when this book you know, was released, but of course God knew. And you know, this, this is a time right now where we are seeing so much revealed about our hearts as so much has been stripped away, as leadership feels more impossible than ever. You know, it is revealing so much about our hearts and it's time for us to pay attention. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunity here for the church to be re-examining, of course, and doing things differently when it comes to programming and that sort of thing. But that's also true of our hearts. I think God is is just positioned right now um, for us to just be taking a deep, hard look at what this year has shown us about what's within us. You know, and then the, we've we've had so many conversations with pastors and leaders around the country over the last several months, and I remember. Uh, John sharing about one particular conversation he had with uh, a leader of a megachurch uh, in the States. And, and he was just saying to John, you know, I just really had no idea how unhealthy I was or how unhealthy my staff wow. was until this year, because again, we had all the systems in place. We had all the things that we could uh, rely on and we knew what we were doing. And so it was this well-oiled machine. And as soon as that stopped working, you know, it started again to just expose the parts of us that perhaps couldn't be okay with ambiguity or, you know, couldn't be okay without that next win or success or just those things started getting revealed to us in new ways. And what an important learning opportunity. I just think that 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 God certainly steps in to the hardest things in our lives, of course, with great purpose. And here's one of them, for us to really get curious about our hearts and to use this process within this book to actually unhinder ourselves as we step into a whole new season of leadership um, that's ahead of us, of of us all.
1: You know, and I would, I I would add one thing if I might, and mm -hmm. just simply say this, you know, then the question that comes um, along with this realization is how do I get to the heart of the matter and not just, put some behavioral band-aids over it. But how do I get to to healing? Well, the heart of the matter is you have to get to the heart. Mm -hmm. And what Unhindered does is give every reader a conceptualization of what that concept means, how we wind up with these collisions between our truth and God's truth, and how sore spots over influence, and on and on and on. And the whole gist of that is to actually not have it be a head thing, but have it be a head and heart thing and then get everything aligned. So it's all working for you and for the kingdom.
0: So good. So good. You know, I think, I think that this, um, this has been amazing. I wish we could be here for another hour with you guys to talk a little bit more about your experience. I think there's a rich experience um, and calling that God has placed on your lives. Um, I, I want you guys to tell us a little bit more about how people can reach you, a little bit about Blessing Ranch. But before that, let me just mention that Michelle says I'm ready for my book. Rob says I'm ready. Steph says I'm ready for my book. Woohoo! And has <laughs> some uh, emojis there. I see. Let me see who I see here. Jenny is ready for her book. Ber- her book. I see. Rob says ordered with master class. Looking forward to it. Uh, who else I see here? Jenny says, very, very true. Uh, somebody else says here, I'm I have ordered my book as well. People are connecting. Dr. Charity, Dr. John, this is great. Um, as I mentioned, you can get the book for free. Availleadership.org forward slash unhindered. All you gotta do, select the book. All you got to cover is shipping and handling. The book is free, but we encourage you to get the masterclass bundle, which includes the book great book, includes the study guide that helps you along the journey of Unhindered, aligning the story of your heart, and gives you access to the nine videos of the Unhindered Masterclass. Now, um, how can people stay connected, learn more about about your resources and your ministry? Charity?
2: Well, the best way to find us is through our website, which is blessingranch.org. So, you can find a little bit more about our services there. We have uh, intensive counseling available and a one-week model for pastors and leaders. We also have a little bit of, of opportunity for some coaching and some ongoing counseling uh, available. So you can check out all of the opportunities that we have to come alongside you and walk with you in leadership uh, through our website. Uh, we also you know, have a Facebook page if you want to find us there at Blessing Ranch, Inc.
0: Excellent, excellent. Um, I want to mention to everybody, it's worth checking out blessingranch.org. It's worth looking into. In fact, um, if you feel, man, I, I think I could benefit from you know the ministry of Blessing Ranch and and Dr. John and Dr. Charity and, and the services that they provide, make sure you contact them. Again, today is the uh, unveiling of unhindered, aligning the story of your heart. I think as leaders, it's important to pay attention to our heart. Soul care is so important. We talk about it. I wanna mention as well, John and Charity about the Avail Leadership Journal. We always do this. I'm holding here the Avail Leadership uh, Journal with John and Charity on the cover, looking really, really good. Um, You guys were in this in this current uh, edition uh, of 2020s Avail Journal. Uh, I want to congratulate for not only looking sharp but providing great content for all of our leaders and for everybody connected. If you have not yet tapped in to Avail Leadership Journal. uh, avail the journal i want to encourage you to go to availjournal.com availjournal.com you can get a free annual subscription this comes out quarterly we don't want to give you just one for free we want to give you a free annual subscription and we know you are going to see the value have you guys had a chance to uh, dive into one of these avail journals
2: yeah Celeste, you're
0: asking yes yes you guys
2: yes yes of course it's amazing content It's so fun to learn from uh, new leaders. Getting introduced to a few new voices through Avail has been incredible.
1: Yeah. How about you, John? Yeah. I I, I think when uh, I read my first uh, Avail magazine, maybe last summer. I'm 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 a little fuzzy on time. I think it was the first edition, though. Um, I was just amazed with the depth of content. Yeah. And we've got some serious writers here who are are you know, contributing some very thoughtful pieces. And and I think they provoke a lot of thought and discussion. And so, yeah, I I think it's an amazing, amazing journal.
0: Awesome. I want to encourage everybody to make sure you go on to availjournal.com if you haven't yet done so, and you can access um, your free subscription for a year of the Avail Journal. You can get more information about Avail by going to theartofleadership.com theartofleadership.com. You can get more about all of our resources. Um, Check out all the masterclasses. I have a correction to make. I've been saying a nine class masterclass. The Unhindered Masterclass is actually a 12. It's actually 12. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize for that correction in my notes. 12 uh, videos in the masterclass, which means it's that much better, everybody. This is a no-brainer. Not only do we want you to get the book for free, we want you to upgrade to the masterclass, get the Unhindered book, get the Unhindered study guide, companion guy that goes along with the book so you can kind of journal your journey through this and also get access to the 12 video masterclass with Dr. Charity Byers and Dr. John Walker. Uh, this has been amazing. Um, Uh, I'm really excited just to hear maybe some last comments because I know that the Lord's put something on your hearts. Um, Charity, maybe we can hear from you first. What are some final comments you have for all of our uh, listeners and viewers that are connected right now and in the future to this podcast?
2: Well, I think what comes to mind right now is a line uh, from my good friend, Alan Algram, who is a retired pastor. And he just always says this, heart work is hard work. And it's such a simple phrase, but I think it's just worth acknowledging that it's, it's, it's hard work, but it's worth it. Um, you know, as John was talking earlier about the, the just unseen impacts that come when you begin to do the hard work, it's truly amazing. You begin to realize how much you didn't know your heart was hindered and was then hindering your life in everything from your relationships to your emotions to your walk with God to, uh, you know, just the the nagging bad habits that you have. And so while it's hard work, it's worth it. So hold on to that phrase. Hard work is hard work, but know that it's worth it.
0: So good. So good. John, some final comments.
1: Yeah, you got to do the hard work if you are going to finish well. Wow. Because I, I, I can tell you, Uh, Being an old guy myself and having the privilege of having sat down with some of the best global leaders in this entire planet, I think one of the saddest things is to have a great leader not finish well Mm. because something caught up with them. Wow. And, 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 And no leader, no person sets out to finish poorly. (laughs) Everybody sets out to finish well, but not all make it because something catches up with them. And so I, I hope that what Unhindered will be able to do is give you an understanding and give you a language to pursue further conversation about matters of the heart.
0: I love it. Hey, if you have loved this live call webinar, can you just take a moment to type in the chat I love it because I love it. And I have a special message right now from the chat. Dr. Sam Chan himself. I want to uh, relate this message, Dr. Charity, Dr. John, to you guys. Uh, Dr. Sam Chan says, please let both John and Charity know how much they have been a blessing to so many including myself, that's Dr. Sam Chan. So he's reaching out right now. I'm getting so many comments here in the chat and also uh, directly here saying, I ordered my book, I got my book. I'm seeing Lovitz, I'm seeing Lovitz, I'm seeing heart signs. All these are good things. Absolutely amazing from Caroline or Carolyn. I love it. Uh, Ava says, I love it. They love it, Dr. Charity, Dr. John. They love it. We love it. And I want to just close off by saying we love you guys. We appreciate you. Um, on behalf of the Avail Leadership team, we honor you, uh, Dr. John, for uh, being obedient to the call that God put in your heart uh, years ago. Uh, and we honor you, Dr. Charity, for for keeping the legacy going and taking it further uh, than maybe your, your parents, you know, could even dreamed of. I believe that God has called you to do so. So on behalf of Avail Leadership, we love you guys. We honor Honor you. We're proud of you. I can't wait to see what's gonna happen with Unhindered. Everybody make sure you get unhindered, avail forward slash unhindered. Um, what a blessing. We bless you guys. We're thankful for you guys. And to everybody connected, make sure don't only don't just get the book, no-brainer, get the upgrade to the masterclass bundle, get the book. Get the study guide, get the 12 video masterclass. And we are always honored to have you connected with us at Avail Leadership. So until next live call, which by the way, in December, we have a live call with Nicole Crank, Goal Getters, Five Steps to Finally Getting What You Want. That's December 9th, 1 p.m. Eastern time. We can't wait to see you next month for our Avail Live Call. And for now, on behalf of Avail Leadership, on behalf of Dr. Charity Buyers. Dr. John Walker, myself, Virgil Sierra, thank you for connecting with us. We'll see you next time and God bless you. We hope this conversation with Dr. Charity Byers and Dr. John Walker encourages you to pay attention to the health and care of your heart. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And also make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. As always, thank you so much for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.